What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ancient Wisdom, your weekly Pokemon TCG podcast. My name is Corey Roush. With me, as always, is DJ Keener. DJ, how are you? Living the dream, Corey. I'm alive and... Wait, hold on. I said living the dream. <laughs> well, I guess... I mean, technically, if you're <laughs> living the dream, even though death would be the dream, you wouldn't be living it then, so... Ain't that the truth? There we are. Look at you, philosophizing and stuff. Yeah, I write on occasion, so I guess I have to know slightly what some words mean. Very rare, but you take it when you have it. Yeah, correct. I don't get much right. Um, we're back this week. This is our World's Preview episode. World starts in, I think, like eight hours. So Right about uh, it. We're, we're, we're coming out a day early, and also on the same day we're recording it, because we want to get the preview out there, and yeah, it's I'm excited. It, it Tonight looks fun. I'm glad that, as much as I would love to be in Worlds, and would eventually, I guess, I'm not one of these people that, like, I feel like a lot of the people that are into the things that we're in today are like, oh my god, I, I need to go to Japan one day. I'm not that, but it would be cool to go to Japan. Like, I, I would like to see another country, so, like, it's in that vein for me. Um, not jealous of the people that had to wait in multi-hour lines in 90-degree weather just to check in yesterday. Um, and then be given a small t-shirt because they ran out of shit. Um, so, yeah, I'm not jealous of that, but no. definitely no. cool. I mean, like, I think going to Japan as, like, something to do at some point would be cool. I don't have, like, a strong desire or need to go there at all. I feel like the, honestly, it would be, like, kind of just a very difficult place to go. I think that's, yeah. I mean, there's a decent number of English-speaking places from what I understand, but I think it's probably a lot less than a lot of, like, places in Europe. I'm not the person yeah. who's going to, like, learn basic Japanese or something to try to deal with that and in general, it just seems like a lot of culture shock for somewhere that doesn't particularly interest me that much. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. But it's neat. Like, it's cool that that's, it would be really cool. I mean, especially like for the people who got travel awards, it would be super sick. Like, that would, that was like my thing for, for you guys. Like, really, I'm going to Las Vegas. And the next year it's like in like Paris. And then the next year it's in yeah. Japan. It's like, okay, like if you're paying for my trip and like I know if they're paying for my trip, that means they're going to make sure I'm in like places where I will be well taken care of and understood and stuff. Like, yeah, that's sick. I don't know how much I would have loved just, you know, winging it going, but like yeah. for sure, if I'm getting comped a trip, I would way rather go somewhere like that. Yes, that's that that's a hundred percent true. Sorry, we can't all be comp trips and be like, oh darn, it's only Vegas. Sorry. Dave. Yeah, I mean, uh, but like it does it is like a big difference, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. I yes, yes it is. <laughs> you know, I mean I yeah, I can go on spear right now and fly to Vegas with my backpack for like $80 round trip. My greater point was it's very tough to complain about getting a comp trip to a world championship. No, but I understand no, no. your point. Your yeah, point is... I, my point was more so that, like, if they're hooking you up and sending you somewhere, like, man, would it be cool for that to be, like, your Japan trip? Because, like, yeah. the, the stress of doing it on your own would be very frustrating to me, I guess. That's all. Yeah, no, that's true. I see, like, personally, like, to, last, yeah. last year, yeah. I would have been interested in more, like, London, I think, would have been really cool. But... Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would rather have done London also. I just mean, like, anywhere international... England barely counts as being international because there's not going to be a language barrier or anything, but no, you know there's only I, a culture barrier, right? I, I more so just mean as far as like booking your trip and getting there and yeah. finding your way through doing things. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess actually let's start there. Like I'm, I, I, I we're, as I said to Dave and, and, and it absolutely applies to anyone listening. If you thought last week was a little bit more free flowing, there's no notes this week. I'm going to ask, I'm going to probably ask Dave questions and it's going to lead into conversation. That's probably how this is going to go. And this is going to be one of my like prediction questions for later on in the podcast, but it came up now naturally. Where do you think Worlds is going to be next year? Because we're going to get that announced this week. And is there anywhere where you think it's going to be slash where you would want it to be? Or I have to assume back in the US because it was in the US for forever. And then, you know, obviously they had like this grand vision for, um, well, I can't remember Sword Shield Block to have yeah. 
Worlds in London. Yeah. And that worked out finally. Yeah. Thank you. Um, And I guess like the other alternative would be, I I believe Paldea is loosely based in Spain. Loosely. Yeah. So So maybe that would be the other option. I guess that's probably the safe prediction given that they, you know, thought a lot and decided that that was an important thing to do for uh, Galler. But like, I mean, it it was almost always in the U S before I would have to assume it's coming back to the U S um, yeah, it was every year but the last two, so you would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if like a really early one at some point wasn't. So no, yeah, that's why last every year other one that I was aware of was in the U.S. So yeah, that's why the one that they were going to do, like they got canceled by the pandemic, and they actually ended up getting to do it last year in London was such mm-hmm. a big deal because it was the first one that was ever going to be outside mm-hmm. of the, like when I when we say U.S. Obviously, there was Vancouver, North America, North America. Part. Sure, yeah, sure. I knew what you meant, but for anyone who does not, um, yeah, I would. I mean, even like, Vancouver was an outlier, though, right? Because the rest of them yeah. legit were United States. I think every other yeah, one that I know of, like I, I guess Hawaii, like still U.S. But like, yeah, I think there's been twice know. in Hawaii, which it's probably cheaper to get to like London than it is to Hawaii for many people. But I mean, Hawaii is like not quite as arduous of a trip as Japan, but like it's not an easy one. No, so yeah, it's yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's pretty tough. I, like honestly, I've heard a lot of people rumoring New York because they think it, they're going to continue a big city trend. Which I could see, uh, Spain somewhere in Spain would be really cool, and like, like I could see it, like just in terms of the theme you were going for. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know Magic has done a lot of events in Barcelona, so I, I think that. that's probably a, a very good city for bigger events like that. Um, you know, a, a lot to do from like a tourist perspective, larger yeah. city. To my understanding, I don't know that much about Spain, so it might be totally off base on that. But yeah, because I know that for Pokemon, usually I, I believe it's usually SPs in Spain. I don't think I don't know that they get too many regionals, so I don't know that they've mm. hosted in a city that is that size like i think the ics are typically in the uk or germany so mm-hmm. that's why i'm not sure exactly where they hold it if i had to like ask for a city uh i would and like it kind of actually follows like some kind of trends that you could think of i would go chicago um, yeah yeah because it's a major city with an international airport and um i don't like this is something that i heard somebody mention and they did land on chicago for it but there's no midwest regional like usually there's one right in june every year and it's usually like somewhere in wisconsin but uh, they don't have one next year, and mm-hmm. they've been like a staple regional location for like a decade. Well, there's a there's Peoria again. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like the Madison, um, or like th- just that that general area, and always that time of year typically happens. Uh, so yeah, what you're saying, I'm thinking that they like you, instead of doing that, you could be like, no, we're gonna have like an inter- an international event at an international city right there in Chicago. Like, or, like you could do it for uh, the IC. But I, I, I feel like Columbus has kind of walked down that role. So. Yeah, I just feel like they've accepted that that's always where NAIC is going to be at this point. Um, yeah, so yeah I wouldn't be upset about Chicago at all. Yeah, I love Chicago. I think that would be gas. Selfishly, I would prefer it to be in the U.S. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I'd like to try to qualify this year, but I'm certainly not chasing a stipend, especially yeah. with, uh, excuse me, the way that that seems like it's going to play out. Um, it's not even, like, worth chasing the uh, the points for, like, World's Day 2 anyway. So, like, you yeah, know, certainly... Well, my my point is just like you don't auto, you don't get the buy for winning the region, right? You just qualify. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, but like either way, it's not worth chasing points for the buy, in my opinion. So like, I would like to qualify. I'm certainly not going to be getting any sort of travel award. So put it in Chicago. That's an easy trip. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's anywhere in the Midwest. I mean, anywhere in the U.S. really would be fine from that perspective. I'd be fine with anywhere. Yeah, I agree. Do you think they're going to announce anything else? Like, I know that's typically a new mechanic. I don't. We don't have to guess what the mechanic would be, but because who God who knows. But uh, 
the, are you like looking forward to that? Is that something you look forward to, or or is it just kind of you look forward to it in the sense, well, it's new cards, I'll, I'll get it where I get it. You know? What I yeah, mean? yeah, that's what it is for the announcements and stuff. Cards are cards. Whenever they announce them, they announce them. I mean, it's cool to like get the announcement live directed towards us instead of the announcement being like some loosely translated Japanese article that got posted or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but like, it doesn't matter because I'm probably not going to see the announcement live anyway. I'm honestly like, I'll probably end up rewatching most of the event. Like, yeah. I'll probably watch uh tonight live, yeah. but like Friday and Saturday night, I'm you know just probably not going to. I might like watch them that night later, like if I'm just, like staying up for whatever reason. But you know I'm not going to watch them live, so like I'll probably have already read them anyway. So it's not any different than just you know whatever posted announcement happens, really. Especially because um, like usually like the announcement is this mechanic exists. It's not fully like last year they said right. combat mechanic, which I guess is a thing. Like I mean, but like that's very vague. But then like. Even whenever it's been like Ultra Beasts or tag teams, or even whenever they showed us V with Zation and Zamazenta, it's not like we got the actual like reading on the cards for like another mm-hmm. like six months. So right. it only loosely right. matters. Yeah, and then you just get all the speculation, and that's not really like the game that we like to play. You know, I don't think either of us get excited to like guess at what the the loosely spoiled card or mechanic is or how it's going to work. That doesn't get either of us going. So, you know, I don't really necessarily care that much about that. I guess. Yeah. Um, no, okay. But I mean, it is, it is cool. It's nice to get some announcements and see some new things. I'm excited. Like, I, I'm more excited for the, just the spectacle of worlds and like watching really good Pokemon be played than I am for anything they might announce. Um, yeah. the location of the world championship, that's exciting. And if they were to announce any other events or structure for things like that, that would be exciting too. Any other like organized play announcements, but cards and stuff, yeah, they'll get spoiled when they get spoiled. Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. The uh, like before we get into the actual tournament itself, the, we usually don't do a lot of like news on here. Like we save card reveals for whenever we're actually previewing the set, all that stuff. But this is news and also something right up our alley, and it kind of fits with the pod. Um, on the Pokemon Direct this week, they announced that two games are coming to the East, the Switch e store, uh, Pokemon Stadium Two, and the original Pokemon Trading Card Game. Uh, I know that's a favorite of yours. The Pokemon Trading Card for Game Boy is. Probably my favorite Pokemon game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I haven't downloaded it yet. I haven't even looked to see if it's on there yet. But uh, I, I'm really excited. Here's the important question: Do we know if there's online multi like versus? Um, I don't. They that was something that I know they were being vague about, and I don't know if it's gotten announced or clarified since. Because I know that originally the way to like you mm-hmm. could like connect through like yeah, yeah, you link Gable Battle. So I. I assume they might update that so that, but like, I don't like that could, because that seems like an update that you could do without actually updating the game. You know what I mean? Right. So, right, right, right. Uh, I've not seen if it's been clarified yet. I would hope so. That would be, yeah. Awesome. I mean, I don't know if it would need to be local multiplayer, if it would be like legit online. I, like, local multiplayer would be fine if it would just, you know, same like as the link cable functionality, yeah. like you, whatever proximity picks up the other games, you do that. Great. But if it is legit online play, oh man, would that be fun? I, I love that game. Right? very very close it's 99 plus several promos some of which like just weren't out yet in english or never came out in english really japanese only and a couple game only promos which i know you're a big fan of playing 99 so I, and i've played it a little it's bit so fun so, yeah that like I, I think genuinely for a lot of people well i don't know a lot of people probably hate that format because they don't like that it was essentially big basics is one of the best decks also but um I think that is, like, uh, when people talk about, like, long, grindy games of Pokemon, like, that is really, like, the purest version of the game, honestly. Um, because, like, even 
it, a lot of the formats that were like that, like old versions of Pokemon, like you still had like garbage, like donks and stuff. And like, it's so hard to dock someone in that format because your attacks are just like so expensive and so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, I played a little bit with you that I mostly just built control decks because I tend to be a weenie, but even that, like that was a lot of fun. And like the bigger decks that you were playing that actually could just like punch seemed really cool. And I don't yeah, know if it's just yeah. the nostalgia hitting or because it's actually much better. I'm cool either way. That's, I mean, it's fun. I'm not saying it's better even. I just, I think if, when you're looking at the idea of like these long games of Pokemon where people love, people love the, oh man, I put 30 damage on that and now I have to do 70 more. And nothing in your deck attacks for more than 50. And it's like, yeah, sure. I guess if you're into four hit knockouts and attacking 30 times to take six prizes, this is awesome. Um, yeah. It's funny that when the game works like that, it leads us into playing slow control decks that do nothing. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine why but just taking advantage of everyone being a weenie is, is exactly what we want to do, but there you are. Um, okay. We, I'm sure we'll probably, even if we don't talk about it now, I'm sure if and when we get it and if we are able to play via link and stuff like that, um, we will be talking about that game more because that's, that's 100% something we'll both be very into. Yeah, uh, but this is a, a quick spot for JJ here because I'm sure you'll be listening to this yep. at some point tomorrow. Uh, you have to remind me about this, Jeff, because if we can actually play online, I assume that that's something you and me would actually get into. <laughs> well, that's that's what I was thinking, right? Is like because I know like people like him like love that, like because it's like it's you can get into playing, you can connect to your childhood, and if the video game enables that even more, Jesus, that's just. There's also, like, something that's really missing, I guess, just to talk about the game that's, like, missing from PTCGL or uh, online previously. It's, like, really fun to play, like, the... I don't know what the right word I'm looking for is, but, like, the authentic version of a trading card game in the sense where you, like, don't just get all your cards. Yeah. And, like, it's fun when it's, like, low stakes, right? When it doesn't matter that you can't get cards. It's pretty fun to, like, build decks with what you open. Um, Yeah. Like, one of the nice things about playing Pokemon for real is that the game is basically free, so you're never really like, oh, I mean, I wish I could build that deck, but, like, I can't get the cards. Like, the, the limit is usually that you can't get them directly in front of you. You'd have to wait a week for them to come in the mail. But, like, if you're playing at all, building a new deck is almost never prohibitively expensive. Um, Coming in from scratch, obviously, like, depending on your income situation can be, that's, like, different. But, like, I mean, you could build Arctura for $50, right? Like, yeah. So, like... You know, and if that's, like, if you're way priced out of that, that, like, trading card games just probably aren't the hobby for you, unfortunately. Yeah. But, like, it's really fun for it to be, like, zero stakes that you're legit just playing with the scraps that you get out of packs. And it's, like, yeah, it it starts to feel like a time sink to build, like, legit optimized decks. But you can get, like, pretty close, and then it's just fun to play anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Like I said, I I played it, obviously, when I was, like, little whenever it first came out. And I I dabbled in 99, but getting back to something that long ago will be really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, so... I like that we had no comments on Stadium. Um, <laughs> and I, it's like, funny, I like Stadium. I played Stadium a lot. Stadium was cool. I like it, like, and I like, I would play it if it was there. It's, it's I, like, the, the TCG game appeals to me much more, and I know that I'm actually probably in the minority. I, I feel like most people are probably more excited about Stadium. Like, I know you and I are more into the, the TCG game, but Stadium is super popular, and it's cool that it's there. Yeah. It, to Shout me, that one depends, like, how much of singles. What? Shout out to Stadium for nurturing my love of playing singles, by the way. I didn't think about it till right now, but every time that I played against another person who was, like, trying to win in a Pokemon battle, it was certainly always on Stadium, like, as a kid, so that's probably where the uh, doubles is fake comes from. That's fair. I mean, doubles has only been the, you know, 
standard format for like 15 years. So I understand how you think it's fake. Yeah. So you, baby. <laughs> it, I, we don't know. Stadium, I, baby. We, we could dive down that rabbit hole forever. I just do love that you love what is essentially the commander format of a game. Uh, it's not commander. It's not, those people are like way more intense. It's fine. I guess, but I mean, fan-made format is fan-made format, but here we are. Um, so I, we talked a lot last week about where we think the format is and, and and things like that, but we didn't necessarily make any concrete predictions. I still feel like I know where you're leaning, but ha- have, has your opinion on things changed at all over the last week? Or like, are you have you gotten stronger in things or, or anything like that? Honestly, like not much has changed for me. There's just been so little like data to gleam anything yeah. from over the past couple weeks, I guess. Um, just like people... Yeah, a lot of people have been in Japan for weeks now, honestly. So yeah, even when you're looking at like additional tournaments and stuff, you're not like getting that useful data from it like we normally would. Um, and beyond that, I think where we're at is like we know what exists and what is good in this metagame. So it starts to become really just like what you're picking for the room. And mm-hmm. then you just get into this like kind of inbreeding, you know, here's what my group is playing. What do we think this group is playing? Blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, no, I, my thoughts haven't changed much from last week. I think that uh, I've gotten a little more comfortable with one of the decks that, like, I, you know, we talked a lot about the the Stones Lost Box deck. And yeah. I think both of us have gotten a lot more comfortable with that in the the time since, just as far as, like, thinking it's a good, a good idea, a good call, powerful deck, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I haven't really had any strong opinion changes. I was trying to see if I could find any... Uh, a better breakdown over the last couple weeks, uh, real quickly, but Trainer Hill is not cooperating with me. What about you? Do you have any, uh, other thoughts? Like, has your feelings kind of changed much from last week? And, you know, what are you looking at? Um, I know last week I, I told you that I wanted to try the Thanos lost the stones list for last box. And we, like, you kind of talked me back into it during the pod last week. I tried it since, and I really like it. Um, I don't know if my list is exactly where I'd want it to be, so I don't know that it would necessarily be what I was playing if I was going to the event, just because, like, I've only had a week to kind of, like, test it. But I do think it's an extremely strong call. And, uh, like, I, I think that it's – I feel much better about Lost Box's position after, mm-hmm. like, test, testing with that for a week because I just do think you need something that gives you an advantage into what I think is going to be a ton of RCS decks. So, yeah. Like, yeah, that's. I think that's going to be by far the most played. The RC is actually going to be by far the most played deck on day one, let alone day mm. two. So, um, it wouldn't shock me if like RC's had like a twenty five percent threshold, maybe even higher in day one specifically, because it's like the safe thing. Because you're just playing to get to six wins. You're not playing like mm. like I'm like, as soon as you hit six wins, you're out of the tournament. So it's not like you're just playing to be undefeated or spike the event. You're just playing. You don't care. You're trying to play a deck game. that will exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I agree with that. I. In my like projections, I was thinking Arceus is probably about thirty percent of the field. Yeah. So, so if I if I think that and I'm going in with Lost Box, um, well, you can't play Turbo then. No, I, I I agree. And so now we're looking at like you can play Kyogre, but like is Ogre good against the other decks that are going to be played? Like it's not very good against Guardi. No, it's the worst version of Lost Box in that matchup. So like it immediately kind of turns you off from playing that because I still think Gardevoir is going to be pretty highly played. So like I do too. I think you've quickly come to, I think you have to play a steel stone, seal stone, a sky seal stone version, blah, of, uh, of lost box for the day one field at the least. Um, and then you can make some, one of the nice things about worlds is that you don't have to play the same deck day one and day two. Yeah. Most uh, people don't and, switch, but it's nice to know that, that option is there. 
Well, I'm not thinking switching decks, but like switching a card or two in a deck yeah. like Lost Box, especially because you get the insight of seeing what the whole field is. Or if you're a day two player, you get to see all of day one and see kind of what people were playing, what tech choices they were making before you lock in. And I think that means that means very positive things day two for Lost Box on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, before whenever I thought there was a chance that there was going to be no Lost Box in Top Cut, I, I don't unless it was like Giratina because I just thought Play Rate might get it there and it's it's decent matchup into, into RCs might get it there. I, I definitely think that some number of Lost Box will at least be in Top 16. So yeah. if not one or two in Top 8. So I'm, I'm definitely so, feeling good about that. It's easy for me to forget how hype Tina is right now, which like in my head almost has to just be oh. the, the classic. Like I don't mean literal meta manipulation, but like people like almost memeing at this point because there's no way the world can be this positive on a deck that they were so down on for that so long. I think one thing that you're underestimating and I did for a while too, because like even though it's worlds and it's an invitational tournament, there still is a higher percentage of local competitors that would not have necessarily traveled before the, like, yeah. the Japanese players, Japanese players really like lost. They Tina. love yeah. lost Tina. So I could like, that's why I think like that in addition to the meta manipulation is why I actually think it is a little bit more real in terms of, the, the amount of people that are going to bring it. Uh, I don't like, I think that there's this group of Japanese players that at least one of them tops every world, it feels like. And I, I, I think at least one or two of them will be in top cut here just because of their level of dominance over the years. And so I, depending on what, like, I think they'll be in the top cut. I don't know if they'll be the ones playing Wastina. I've not actually paid attention to what they've been playing recently. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just, I think Wastina is like obviously, I, it's not something that either of us would really want to play. But I do think it's better than we've acted for six months, and I think that I finally started to get one around, like, 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 come around to it, like last week. And I'm not as high as I was on it last week, but I still actually think it's. If I was like bringing five decks, it would probably be in the five, just because like I would want to give myself the option. But I'm not as high as I was last week. Yeah, couldn't be me. Every time I try the deck, like it, it. This isn't even like a I hate lost, you know. Like it's it's funny to just like shit on it because like it is gross, but like. I really cannot justify playing that deck. It is clunkier yeah. than Lost Box. It is less consistent than Lost Box. You are slower than Lost Box. Yes, you have like consistent damage that you don't have in Lost Box, but I, I think like a smart Lost Box player is going to find ways to maneuver those matchups. If you're playing a version of the deck that's worse at getting your Sableye set up and off early, so you're worse against Gardevoir, you're worse against other Lost Zone decks. The one place where you can tell me you have an advantage is at knocking out the Pokemon in Arceus and that's simply why we're already out here going, okay, well, we can play Zapdos, we can play Skysail Stone, we can do this. Yeah. Like you just don't have to. You don't have to do yeah. these things. You can put choice spells in your in your Lost Zone deck so your Dragonite knocks out those cards. Like, none of these things are necessary. There are so many avenues you can go without having to subject yourself to playing this hideously inconsistent deck mm-hmm. that also, like, plans on falling aggressively behind. Like, you're, you're talking about a deck that a lot of people play, like, three... Like two Roxanne's and an Iono, and like your your yeah. deck is literally hoping to recover from getting hideously behind. Nah, that's not for you. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and I do mean hoping. It's not like reversal Gardevoir where like your strategy no. works. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm always gonna get behind, but like it's okay. My deck does it. Th- it's thing later. It's like does it? Yeah, no. Especially because like a lot of the time that you're getting behind, it's they're taking a two prize knockout because mm-hmm. you're trying to sit there and like. uh Abyss seeking to get cards into your loss zone, and yeah, and they're either eating like a team, and then so like now we've put ourselves behind, and we're teen or uh, Roxanning or Ionoing or whatever. Great, well, we're playing these Giratinas in our deck, presumably to attack with them, which means instead of us doing that and having all one prizers, we're still putting another two prizer up. 
Uh, where do you, how do you feel about Lugia right now? I feel like that has completely fallen off in recent weeks. I think that, like, I think we said last week that we think that that's probably on, like, not unfair, but like, it's a little bit of a, uh, an overcorrection, but yeah, I also it's... don't necessarily think a ton of people will be bringing it. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I like Lugia against all of the Arceus variants that aren't Dura. Mm-hmm. And I like, like, you know, you're still not 0% when you're playing, um, Urshifu in that matchup. Like, you're, you're not favored or anything. You're not even 50 50, but it's probably like a 60 40 matchup at that point once mm-hmm. you're playing Urshi. So, like, I don't, I don't despise that either. Um, Lugia is naturally preyed on all the Lost Zone decks for the entire format. And a lot of Tina players aren't playing, um, Choice spot anymore. So, like, your Lugia with a Feeguard energy can't even be uh, one shot by, obviously, outside of the Star Requiem, but can't be one shot by just an attack from Tina. So, like, I, I think the deck is actually fairly well positioned right now. But, you know, there's also the, especially like day one of Worlds, I don't know that I'd really want to be playing uh, Coin Flip Simulator when my goal is just to win six games and make day two. I won't be surprised to see some uh, higher representation in day two than day one just for that. But, you know, I, I also like, Personally, like, I'm very high on playing Lugia. I think it's good. And if I'm predicting, like, an uptick in Lost Box, I'm predicting a lot of Arceus. And if I do my breakdown for that, and I don't think most of it is Dura, like, there's not a reason to be down on Lugia at that point. Like, I think Lugia is very good against most of what I expect the winning share of the metagame to be. So I'm still not off of it either. Yeah, I think at this point, I've just gotten to the point where I, like, even if, like, even if we are right on what the meta representation is, which I think we like I'm not gonna like obviously I don't do well at events but I we when we're actually projecting like and like talking about like what we think the breakdowns are gonna be of an event we're pretty close actually mm-hmm. uh, so like I, I I don't think we have a necessarily bad read on on the amount of decks that are going to be there I guess my point is that do I think that even if it like trades well into those do I think that I would prefer to do that as opposed to just get better at the mirror with those decks because I think generally they are Better position. You mean with the, the Arceus decks? Whether it be Arceus or Lost Box. Yeah, I think the, the question more so becomes, like, would you rather play specifically, like, Arc Mirrors, or would you rather play Lugia into the Arceus decks? Because I think both of them are fairly good into all of the Lost Zone matchups, so it starts to become, would I rather be playing Lugia into Arc, whatever Arc variant, or would I rather be playing Arc Mirrors? And then which one do and... I think is better in the Guardi, I guess? Yeah, well, that's that's another great point, yeah, which is probably Arceus. Um, that's always yeah. been the the failing for Lugia in this format, is that the Guardian matchup isn't very good. Yeah, which brings me to, like, I have, like if I was going this weekend, I, I, I've been messing around with it for the last few weeks, and I even ordered the Gold Arcs because, you know, I finally came in. I said that last week, and then I walked into Locals this week, and even though I didn't play a single game of Pokemon, I somehow walked out with four Gold Charizards and then two full or two, <laughs> two, two Illustrator Arpeggios. I didn't spend any actual money, so I don't feel bad about it. But Yeah, yeah, you're committed to a lifetime of Arceus now. I sure am. Um, beyond that, because I wouldn't, if, if I was leaving for Japan, I would not have had the Gold Arcs in time. Uh, I would still, I think, I I think that it, it it's hyped for a reason. I think I would be playing some version of Arc Pile. I, what I've really liked the most is uh, the two Umbreons and the one Flying P and then like, figure out what's left from there. I've gone back and forth of if I like playing Aerodactyl or if I like having Metacham because I think Metacham Alakazam is still like my favorite thing in the format, even if I don't think it's the best thing in the format. Um, yeah, I just love yeah. taking extra turns. One Piece revealed a card last week that says, give me an extra turn and 
yeah, I mean, it was the color that the color I've played the least. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be a purple main now because you know I can take an extra turn. So, um, yeah, it, it's just something that I'll always like. So the fact that Arceus is able to do it on occasion really interests me. Yeah, for so sure. I think that's where I would end up. I know you would not. I know you would not. There's no world where you would sign up for that for your tournament. So what? What, what if you had to choose today? What would be your play? Which I mean, I guess if we're putting this out as if this is the preview for Worlds and World starts in seven and a half hours, you do have to choose today. Yeah, I'd be playing Lost Box. That makes sense. Yeah, it was. I, it's close um, between Lost Box and playing Lugia for me because I'm like, I'm confident enough in all of my RCS matchups with Lugia that I think like. I and I haven't put the work in, so this could be off base, but I'm I'm confident that I could come up with something to help with Guardi. Um and I don't mind my Guardi matchup with single strike Lugia uh without doing anything extra, honestly. Uh that deck is similar to Lost Box where just like milling them can be relevant disruption and you take all of the relevant knockouts except for uh or all the relevant knockouts in the deck rather with Tyranitar, there's nothing that one doesn't actually kill in that matchup, which is good. Um and you can also do, like, if you wanted to, you could still do, like, Metacham or Alakazam stuff anyway in yeah. single strike even, which I wouldn't be against doing. Um, which, again, very good in that matchup. So I, I would probably be leaning between those two decks still. Um, and that's not even necessarily... Like, I, I just am a little bit more scared of people coming prepared to beat Arceus because it has such a target on its back. Yeah. More so than me, like, not wanting to play Arceus just because I don't want to play Arceus. Um... You say I think our that, is really good. You say that, and I also was while we're talking, I'm thinking if we were actually like if we were going to world, or if this was if we had all of this information going into NAIC, and I was leaning towards an arc pile deck, you would have bullied me into like testing the lost box deck more, and I would have ended up switching because I would have liked it more, and I think that with that amount of grinding, we would have gotten there. So, like, I, I don't think lost box is like incorrect at all. Like, if, if you ask me what I think the top eight is going to be, I'm not like. Because more than any other tournament, I feel like something random tends to sneak in here. I mean, yeah, that's for sure. If someone who was collecting world decks, there's a bunch of stuff that I look back at that format. I'm like, this was never a thing, or this was always like a tier two deck. But okay, it's a world's deck. Um, well, ultimately, I, it's a small format, like a small pool tournament by comparison. Yeah. So, like weird things happen. Um, so, but I would guess like in the top cut, like two arc pile, uh, two lost zone decks. Whether one be whether they be. Lost Zone box or Tina or something like that. Um, probably a, a, a Guardi or two, and then pick two X decks. I, like, I, I don't think. Like, I guess that's what of the decks that are not like considered like top ten or five or ten or whatever you want. To, like the decks that we don't talk about as often. Is yeah. what do you think will be the highest placing deck of that group? Is there one that jumps out at you? Am I allowed to answer Rapid Strike? You are, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. yeah. That's trick. Okay, I wasn't sure because okay. that thing is like it's low play rate, but it's definitely meta. It's like high win rate, low play rate. Yeah. Everybody knows the deck, but like I think a lot of people just don't play it. <laughs> yeah, I guess the way I would, if I was like actually writing out the question before the before the podcast and like trying to frame it better, would be of the decks that you think will take it, bring like a sub ten percent play rate. What yeah, do you rapid think strike? Would, yeah, for sure, rapid strike. I, I don't think that Rapid Strike's position got significantly worse since uh, NAIC. Um, and it was on top of being like a top two deck in the spreadsheet, it won, won the tournament also. Like it, mm-hmm. it's a just well positioned deck in this field. And uh, it's obviously not like amazing into certain arc matchups, but it's also very good into some arc matchups. Yeah. So I, I just think that the deck is still well positioned. It's going to farm um, 
all of these, you know, little weak bench guy decks that are still floating around is probably 25-30% of the field combined. If you look at Arceus as being another 30% of the field combined, like let's say it's good against half of those decks and the Arc team or uh Arc Dura matchup is like close enough. So yeah. I just I think the deck is in a really good spot. And you have to assume that like Worlds isn't gonna have that much nonsense and the deck is bad into nonsense. So Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I I love that deck. It's if if you expand my sample out further to like since NAIC, that's the deck I've played the most and I enjoy playing it the most. I, I don't think it's necessarily the safest call, just in case. Or like if you want to talk about like it doesn't play the coin flips that Lugia does, but man, those yeah, it's, are, it's coin are flip matchups and draws though. Do you want to stop so, and do a new one? Yeah, like if there, if there, if I was a person who was going to play one deck on day one and then another on day two, I could see myself playing like an RC's deck on mm-hmm. day one, and switching to that just based on what the meta looks like. But yeah. I'm not a believer in Chin Pao. I know that you like the deck more than I do. I don't think you would advocate for anyone necessarily bringing it. Like, in like, you would advocate it over some of the decks that I've, like, probably over playing Lost Team, because why would you do that? But, like, in general, you would not. Yeah, like, for sure. It would not be on your top five decks you think are going to win the tournament, is what I'm I just want to make sure people know you're allowed to not put Giratina V in your deck. Like, you just don't have to do it. That's all. I agree. That's fair. That's fair. But I, I think you're. At least closer to where I am that you don't think Chin Pao is to play this this, this week. No, yeah, I'm not playing Chin Pao. I've seen some people try to hype up Maridon because it's good into Arceus. Uh, you want to talk about decks that I'll never sign up with? I will never sign up with Maridon. I don't like. I get that it has a decent matchup into that, and like actually, like one of the best like overall Pokemon players, Asian Park. Actually, I think he top cut it or won Korea. Yeah, he, Korea he won event. the Korean Nationals with it. Oh, yeah, was a list that was like out there too. It's bizarre. I assume if he's going, he'll probably play that because my man loves lightning. I don't hate that call, especially if you're saying you think Ark's going to be 30% of the day one field. That's not a deck that I've been considering, but like I, I get the same reason that like you kind of like Turbo Lost Box in general, not like you, yeah. but like the Turbo Lost Box is cool that you can genuinely just blind second and just go, I'm not going to, I'm not going to two prize or out turn one against all these RCs next, baby. Um, how you beat everyone else, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't get it. It's, it's, it, I mean, like, it's probably good. In, it's really good into a rapid strike, but that's going to be like, what, 3% of the room? So, yeah, small portion of especially the day probably, one, I assume. Probably solid into Lugia, I guess. But only if, right? Because doesn't, does Tarantara have 220 or 230? 230, I thought. Which, if it does, then it's not as, because, like, you can just camp in the, in the active with him and go, cool, mm-hmm. good job. Yeah, I don't know. Not, not playing right on. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean that is actually an interesting call. I I hadn't been thinking about that one, and I I don't hate the logic there at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Nothing else really. I, I feel like I said. I feel like this is pretty sort. I think there'll be. There, could there be a, a surprise arc variant? Absolutely. We we stumbled upon that Arceus Ice Rider deck last week. Uh, I saw one this week that won a like a sixty person event that was Ar- like RP, like what you're expecting. Uh, from like the RP list, but like it's tech attackers instead of like some, some of the ones I already mentioned was uh, bringing back the one one uh, Gyarados VMAX line. Uh, don't get that. Not quite sure what's happening there. Um, but so like if someone su- hit me with some weird Arceus deck, I'm never going to be like totally surprised by that. Like Arceus Agron did like top 32 yeah, last year. Arceus Agron's pretty good at Worlds last year. <laughs> so you can hit me with something bizarre. I'm not going to be like... like Here's I'll the thing with Arceus. Like, we, we learned during the period of time where like it was just all random Arceus variants crushing tournaments that you can really do whatever with your Arceus deck. And it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Like obviously there are 
things that are like just obviously good. Like Umbreon is obviously good at this point. Um, Duraludon, obviously good. Gross, but good. Um, Arctina, like obviously reasonable for very clear reasons. Mm-hmm. But like once we sat there and talked about the Ice Rider list for a little bit last week, it's like you can figure out how somebody convinces themselves that this yeah. is fine. And like the truth is that there's enough random niche situations and like the gap isn't that big that like I won't be surprised by Arceus basically anything. My boy and, Bailey, who I've mentioned on this pod before, who I know listens, so he'll get a kick out of this. He sent me a li- he he sent me a screenshot last night from when he was playing on live, and he's like, "Is this real?" And like I just laughed, like I I saw it like this morning. I was like, "No," but it's Arceus, so I get it. It was Arceus Gengar V Max and Galarian Slowking V. And it's like no, but like okay, like I mean Arceus. Plus energy, plus pick a color is a thing, Ayush, but... Arc, plus thick guy, plus damage, like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah if you think you want to be able to one-shot Guardi and, like, one-shot Mew, like, I don't think Mew's that big of a concern, but, like, sure. Oh, yeah, that's that. what I wanted to say about the Rapid Strike. Like, that that deck's, like, worst matchup is Mew. Like, Mew's just heinous. Yeah. And I've, I'm still pretty high on Mew, personally, for the weekend, actually, but I think that the player is going to be really low. So yeah. I don't think you need to worry that much about like playing Rapid Strike into Mew. So that's like another positive for the deck. I guess that's fair. Like if I I said earlier, like pick X deck to make top cut. I think I would actually like like to change what I said. Um, where I would think that it's like because I I remember the hot take that I was working on last week. And I actually think I'm just gonna go with it. I don't think Guardi makes top cut. I think that all of these decks that we think actually match up decently into it, and like I think that other people will be playing. Like, well, I think actually like, keep it just out of there. Um, and like, if, if Guardi's a little bit down and like these decks are good, like I could see Mew being really good. I, I think we're probably mm. going to get like three RCS decks. Yeah, cause I don't hate playing Mew into any of the arc variants either. Huh? I don't hate playing Mew into any arc no, variants. No, that's what I'm either. saying. Yeah. Like, Umbreon's a little like, tough, but three RCS, three Lost Zone, a Mew, and then like, I, like, I guess that, that last spot could be Guardi, but I'll save it for like, a, like I would guess that maybe that's the surprise deck that we don't see coming or like, Lugia or something like that. Um, yeah, that's gonna be my, my like my spiciest take of the weekend. Is I think that Guardi gets shut out, but Mew absolutely makes top cut because again, t- talk about decks that are popular on the Japanese side and also just well positioned. Fusion Mew, I I would probably play the DT Mew, but Fusion Mew is extremely popular over there, and I think will be at least decently represented from the Japanese mm-hmm. players. So I could see it getting in. Yeah, I mean, I think both versions are pretty well positioned against, like, arc decks in general. You just yeah. have the ability. Like, if Fusion Mew obviously can go second and do the thing, which is insanely valuable against Arceus specifically, but, like, DT Mew, if you go first, like, you're just farming their two prizes from the beginning of the game, and they're always on the back foot to try to knock you out, so. Yeah. I think um, both versions are are really well positioned right now, and, I yeah, definitely, I think Mew will be in top cut. I just think that the play rate might be lower than I probably would have projected originally. If you had to pick what is going... I have two more questions for you. What do you think is going to win the event? Or like, slash, what if you want to pick a player or a deck or a region or whatever? Yeah, well, I was going to ask you the region question. So I guess I'll, I'll go with... Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it going because we just finally won Yu-Gi-Oh! Worlds for the first time. I'm going to take a North American to win Pokemon Worlds. Who won, um, who won, uh, who won Worlds? Polly Aronson. I saw him tweeting about who has been around for like a, a long enough time and like just kind of had his breakout over the last year. So yeah, I saw him you know, tweeting good for him when he was making it to top four. And I don't follow him or anything, but someone retweeted it. Yeah, yeah, dude is a genuine grind lord. So like, good for him. That's cool. Um, 
yeah, it seems like a, everyone seems to like him. I don't know him personally either, but you know, shout out to him. Shout out to uh, North America in general. Um, but I'm going to take NA to win. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to double down on the, the Yu-Gi-Oh world's predictions after years of Eastern player dominance. We had a top eight with zero OCG players in it. No Japanese players, no, no That's Asian players at all. Crazy. First time ever. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the no Japanese players. I'm not going to go all of these, but I'm going to take no Japanese players in top cut in the Japanese worlds. Same as Yu-Gi-Oh. See, I think like half the top cuts can be Japanese. I think that... zero of them. That's crazy because I like I actually generally think that um the gap is closer than a lot of people like to make it out to be and like North America is probably still the I mean I'm biased but I think that you can just see like the track record of, like it's either North America or Europe have like have the accolades but Japan always shows out at Worlds uh, I think Japan's going to win Worlds and because of that I actually like this is I, mean, I think the last team is going to win worlds. I really want to say that. Uh, no, I, I think well, I think they're going to come with some weird arc deck, uh, like that we have not necessarily. Seen. But like they like weird stuff, like arc Mascarada. Like I don't know if that's going to be the deck, but like they're also the people that are the, 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 the that country is the the creator of uh, the Mega Avino deck that like mm-hmm. they just surprise you with something that's like, oh yeah, you guys haven't thought about this in this meta. Let me let me let me throw this out there because it's completely obscure and it's like a one hit wonder, and I can see that yeah. happening. For sure, um, for sure. And then to like so similar in that vein, and you've already I, I actually didn't like what do you think the four worlds decks will be? Because like that's always my favorite thing to look at. It's not necessarily the decks that win, or like sometimes it's that win in other age divisions, but it's typically always four different decks because Yes, we need four different decks that that all will top cut across age divisions. Yeah. So I'm gonna take a single strike Lugia. Um I don't know. I'm not trying to predict which age division or anything, but yeah, I'm gonna no, take no, a single no, strike no, Lugia. Um, probably Lostina, um, Gardevoir, and pick an Arc deck. If you want me to pick one, I'll pick Arc Umbreon. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was good. When I started laughing earlier, I do think that Arc, I, I do think that Lostina is going to be one of the decks. I, I just think mm-hmm. that, but across the three age divisions, it's going to do well somewhere. I don't think the type is Yeah. Up. Yeah. I agree. I think especially likely in the, the lower age divisions where there's yeah. like a lot of upside in playing the more straightforward, um, Lost Zone deck. Like, yeah. I, I think that there's no same. It's almost like I actually would probably bet same thing for Lugia, almost more likely to, to run it in one of those divisions also. I think we're, I think actually one of the younger divisions going is going to be won by Guardi. I actually think it, I think it won at NAIC. I can't remember, but I thought that, that I remember hearing that in one of the two H divisions. So my guess is going to be Lost Tina. It's going to be Gardevoir. Uh, it's going to be an RCS deck. My guess would be very similar to last year, but instead of ADP, it'll be AUP. And um, my fourth deck is going to be Mew. I really think that we're going to get another Mew deck in there. Uh, so just to, even though last year was was kind of a surprise, and that guy received a lot of like negative comments because you know crowdsourcing, what have you. I think mm-hmm. Mew's back. I, I think that I think that it's going to like if it got top four at Worlds, I think that'd be a big enough of a spike for it to like actually be the deck they pick. So. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I, I just feel, I guess I'm just kind of working on the, I just don't feel like they're going to do you again principle in my head, but they might. I mean, they did Rapid Strike last year when they had no business doing it. That's true. They It'd be really cool to get Rapid Strike for three Rapid Strike again. That's what I was going to say. That running back Rapid Strike for a third time would be pretty cool. Um, Mostly because it's so different, like, because, like, like, oddly enough, the Big Blue Bear has evolved quite a bit over three years. Yeah, 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 for sure. Also, like, it'd be Fusion View this time, most likely, instead of DTE, which is another thing. Was it DTE last year? I thought so. Was he a Fusion Mew player? 
I, well, I just assumed didn't DTMU debut in the Open last year? So oh, yeah. you're right. That was Fusion U. Ugh. Yeah, gross. Yeah, so ideally it would be a DTMU, so you get both. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm off of it being you for sure then, because I think Fusion is more <laughs> likely of top cut. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. All right. Well, I think that does it for predictions, and and then therefore this week's episode. So next week, while we're back, when we're back, we'll be talking about our first weekend with Obsidian Flames, which goes live on uh, live in about eight minutes, actually. Oh, so wow, that's cool. I haven't played a game of live all month and when i logged in got the double set of ranked emotions that's nice well now you can help me grind charizard and figure that deck out so yeah that'll be fun yeah that so that's cool so when we're back next week we'll talk about our first weekend with live or like with obsidian flames and we'll talk about probably just world's review honestly let's be real huh? we're probably gonna have way more to talk about just talking about worlds than anything I else hope, well, ideally we will right like i think yeah. that that would be the dream is that like there's so much to talk about from worlds so uh, but yeah, that'll do it for this week and we'll catch you next week on Ancient Wisdom. Thanks guys.